Hi, welcome to this newest episode of the TA Report. My name is Matt Clark. I am the CEO of Higher Window, and I will be your host today, as always. Uh, today's guest, Anil Dhani, the co-founder and CEO of Sense. Uh, Sense is a smart talent engagement and communication platform built for the staffing industry. Uh, Anil is a hugely successful technology entrepreneur, so it was a real privilege uh, to have him on the show. Thank you again to Anil for uh, for your time. Uh, this is a really fascinating conversation. It's about 20 minutes long. Um, and it's amazing to get some insight into the recruitment, the staffing technology industry from someone who has a, a very different background to most of the guests that I usually uh, usually talk to on the TA report. So I'll shut up there. Um, I will uh, I will get on with it because uh, this is far less interesting than the episode itself. Thanks for listening. Speak soon. Hello, this is Anil. Hi, Anil. Matt here. How are you? Hi, Matt. I'm great. How are you? I'm very, very well indeed. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me today on the, on the TA Report. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, in true startup fashion, we are in the midst of a move. We just ah. moved over the weekend. So if there is a little bit of noise, I apologize. But I'm trying to be in the most noise-free room as possible. No problem. No problem at all. Um, there might be some background noise my end uh, as well, because I'm relatively close to, to a major road. So my apologies as well. But uh, look, it's lovely to it's lovely to be speaking. Um, I've done a bit of research on on sense and yourself. And I think there's loads of interesting stuff for us to, to talk about um, today. I guess for the benefit of the people that will be listening um, to to the podcast when we publish, I'll probably let you go ahead and, and give a quick introduction to your to yourself, however. So maybe if you could just give a quick intro to what you do now, your background and, and how you came to be the co-founder of Sense. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. So maybe I'll start with a little bit of my background. Mm -hmm. So um, I have been in the startup world and uh, an engineer by training. So out of school, basically, I wanted to work on product design and business problems. And my background is in engineering, and I was an early employee at an enterprise software company called Ariba, which was uh, later on sold to SAP for about $5 billion or so. That's worth um, having. Yeah, I was part of that. Uh, I've, after that, I've been part of the founding team at various Silicon Valley startups, including, you know, most recently, I was at a mobile gaming company that I started. And um, in 2012, we were acquired for about $200 million by, a, by the number one Japanese mobile gaming company. Um, I stayed with them for a couple of years. And then when I left, um, one of the things, you know, having been at so many startups, one of my motivations was to do something in HR and in the people business. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, it led me to Sense. So I'm today the CEO and co-founder of Sense. And it's a solution that is giving staffing agencies and recruiting companies the ability to create long-term and hyper-personal connections with all of their contractors, with the employees they place, but at scale. And mm -hmm. it's especially relevant for those people who do hiring, uh, you know, high-volume hiring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's what we are doing at Sense. Fantastic. I'm... I'm 
I'm fascinated to learn how how someone with such an interesting background has decided to enter into the the recruitment technology sphere because it, it's not necessarily the uh, the sexiest um, kind of business to to be running, particularly when someone like yourself you have uh, you know essentially the pick of Silicon Valley trends and technologies to to go and get involved in. How how did you get inspired or motivated to enter into the, the, the world of staffing technology? Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great question. And, um, you know, after having done this is my fourth startup. So after having done multiple startups over and over again, one of the things that I realized and it's a very famous quote by um, a Valley, Silicon Valley uh, investor, Vinod Kosla. And he basically said, the team you build is the company you build. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, it's not about which market you're chasing. It's not about the exact pro- product or solution you're building. Obviously, those are important. But at the end of the day, it's all about the people that you recruit and the team that you craft. So when I've been building my previous companies, I found that I was consistently sort of left wondering, you know, about how our top flight talent was Mm -hmm. being brought in and how the process worked through these staffing agencies. So we worked with a bunch of staffing agencies to even recruit at SANS and in my past companies. So um, and it was all about one of the things that I realized that it was all about putting in so many resources at the top of the funnel. But once a great engineer or a great employee was in, you kind of forgot about them because you are out there chasing the next best hire. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to sort of change that paradigm. So it's a, it's a problem that's actually pretty close to my heart. And the, one of the biggest focus that we have done at sense is we focused on the contracting world to start with. Um, And it's, is basically recruiting at contingent workforce. And we've realized that, you know, 20% of contractors, even once they accept an offer, they basically renege it and they don't show up on the first day. Wow. Um, and, you know, another 15 to 20% of them, even when they start an assignment, they drop off. So what we realized is, okay, uh, you know, it is a candidate-driven world, but at the same time, there are so many things around the engagement and, and attrition uh, timeline that is that is broken and uh, mm. that's why I started sense yeah that that makes that makes perfect sense you know I, I think that it's amazing how many how many I guess leaders of organizations whether they are traditional legacy organizations or some of the most exciting startups in the world talk about how people and the people you surround yourself with are the the ultimate competitive advantage. In fact, in many ways, the only competitive advantage, uh, unless you start a business that has some kind of wild intellectual property that no one else could ever invent, um, and yet really let themselves down in the recruitment process that they create with the staffing agencies that they engage. So uh, I'm not I'm not surprised that it was um, an issue and a point of friction for you in the past. And so I can see why you would end up being inspired to, to start something looking to looking to solve those those problems and and in terms of how sense helps solve those problems maybe we can expand on on what the technology is doing obviously you've said you know you're starting in kind of high volume staffing how does the product work i mean how does it make the world of recruitment or staffing a a better place yeah so um, matt great question and as we delve deeper into the problem statement and we started talking to a lot of executives at staffing companies one of the things we realized is you know executives would come to us and make these statements that it's all about relationships it's all about the human touch my product is basically my database of candidates and the people that i have these amazing relationships with right 
and and we were like okay we are all on the same page but then we, you realize when you're running the business on a day-to-day basis it's not about the relationship it's not about the product you have they are client obsessed uh, it's mm. very transactional in nature especially if you talk to candidates and their experience with staffing companies they will rate them mostly very poorly um, and that's what we decided to turn around so in this candidates market what we realized is recruiters have limited insight into the candidates engagement levels and all the data about the conversations they are having are scattered across multiple solutions and point solutions Mm -hmm. Um, and especially when you're working with a large talent pool that is expecting a high level of service you know as you know more and more millennials are in the workforce and even gen zers are now entering the workforce it -hmm. is just simply becoming too difficult to manage Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what, what ends up happening is staffing agencies aren't able to facilitate that relationship that they really want. And the revolving door of talent just continues to swing and companies continue to waste millions of dollars and doing this endless staffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we help is we help staffing agencies communicate and engage with hard to recruit candidates. Mm-hmm. And also to keep their existing contractors productive and happy. So it's not all about the candidates. It's all about. It's also about the people that you already have. So how do I retain them? How do I build deeper relationships with them? So we automate a lot of processes that bog down recruiters, account managers, sales managers, at staffing agencies today. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, I'll just give you a few examples. You know, ability mm-hmm. to send birthdays, ability to send anniversary greetings, you know, first date check-in feedback from your hiring managers, things of that nature, right? Even internal reminders to your own recruiting staff. Hey, listen, somebody is starting on Monday. Make sure you walk the floor, you greet them, you shake their hands or make sure you give them a call. So just helping staffing companies actually realize the vision that they already have uh, has been the biggest thing that we have done in the market. Fantastic. So, so really, it's a it is a, a solution that is focused on essentially helping organisations take advantage of the data that they already have, um, and automating the process of taking advantage of of that data and providing, I guess, a much more delightful experience both for agencies, hiring managers, and talent alike. Absolutely. And with that, what we believe is, if we are able to help staffing agencies realise that vision. Then, these, then the candidates, then the talent is going to be retained. The talent mm-hmm. is also going to come back and say after their, let's say, you know, they're done with two years at some company or they, if they're a contractor, they're done with a six-week assignment. They're going to come back to that recruiting agency and they'll be like, yes. you know, I would rather work with you than even work with this unknown staffing agency that might be giving me, you know, a pound an hour more, but still I would rather work with you because I believe that you are basically creating the best experience for me. Yes. Yes. I, I often say that a, a poor candidate experience in, in the initial stages of, of a recruitment process is often like a, a bad first date. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you might recover from it if you persist and you keep calling someone and saying, no, give me a second chance. But you're always going to be up against it, at least uh, unless at the very first opportunity you are um, providing, I guess, an experience for a candidate for talent that is suitable for 2019 2020 rather than something that feels 15 years out of date um, absolutely you you nailed it and then the (laughs) other thing i would add matt is but everybody is again candidate obsessed that Mm. you know i think for sense the end our entry point was actually the reverse we really focused on what happens post hire post offer 
how mm. do we retain that? How do we create an aha experience for those people that drives loyalty? And once mm. we nail that use case, then we move to the top of the funnel and we move to the candidate driven experience. Mm. What I love about what you're saying there is it's it's such a a kind of tech design thinking, innovation-driven approach, you know, trying to find an aha moment for, for a candidate is something that so few recruitment um, businesses will have thought of because that's just not the terms. That's not the process that, that I guess their minds go through when they are creating um, a recruitment process. So it's, it's great to hear someone who's had success in building technology businesses really getting stuck into these challenges. Um, exactly. yeah. you're, so, so you're someone that has um, you know, successfully built technology businesses in in the past um you've been deep into the kind of the recruitment technology the staffing technology world for a period of time now uh, alongside kind of the the deficiencies and the problems that we've already sort of talked about and covered that a lot of people will know about i'd really like to know Anil, what you're you're kind of what you're most impressed by by the staffing agencies indeed any technology in the industry that you think has perhaps surpassed your expectations since you since you've um, since you've been running since yeah again that's that's a great question and i there are so many uh things dimensions to this question um mm. so i would say the one is you know this um when i got into the space i really heard the executives talking about how they were client obsessed in mm. agencies and recruiting companies it's all been about clients clients how do i sign up more clients how do i place more candidates but then we are seeing that the most forward thinking companies staffing companies they're not they're elevating their candidate obsession at this mm -hmm. and trying to get it at the same level as the client obsession which yeah. is really fascinating. And I think those are the firms that are going to win. So they are realizing, okay, it's not that we need to degrade our client obsession. That's great. Let's keep that focus. But how do we elevate our candidate experience and the candidate obsession? So I think that's amazing that we are learning. Number two, what I heard, and a lot of people scared me with this, is like, listen, there are so many HR tech companies and, yeah. and staffing companies don't really know what's going on. They don't really know. Uh, they're not willing to pay for these tools. And that was something, a consistent refrain that I heard over and over again. But actually what en what's ended up happening in 2019, what I'm observing is actually staffing companies love technology. <laughs> mm. The re recruiters actually want to use technology. The yes. problem they have is the catch-22 for them is they don't want to use 30 pieces of software. Yes. And they don't want to use 30 pieces of software that don't talk to each other, right? So, so I think it's really around, so there's a piece of it where there's so much that has been unbundled in the staffing tech world yes. that there are, there's a point application, point two for every little thing that you do. But I think what's happening is what we are observing is uh, recruiters, staffing companies, technology leaders within HR tech are looking for how do I unbundle? How do I consolidate? Yes. But, but I have this amazing data set that can allow technologies, unified solutions to have insights, better insights into my candidate experience, better insight into my full-time employee experience. And that'll help me optimize those experiences better. So people are retained, people remain loyal, and people remain uh, productive.
Completely, completely. And, and I think that longer term, the, the staffing agencies, the in-house resourcing teams, and ultimately, I guess, the recruitment technology solutions that will win are the ones that integrate different aspects of that recruitment process in a way that drives recruiter efficiency and therefore access, um, whilst also providing that, that delightful candidate experience. And those two things actually do marry together and go hand in hand because... I guess that the the worse, the more difficult it gets for a, a staffing consultant or an in-house recruiter um, to juggle all of these pieces of software. From there, you're going to end up with a worse candidate experience where they're being asked to jump through far too many hoops or things are being forgotten about. So they absolutely work synergistically together to improve those two sides of that equation. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And then I would just add one last thing, which is obviously near and dear to my heart, which is, you know, which is our central focus today is this was the space that I didn't realize how big it was, which is the contingent worker space. It is, yes. you know, we see the world of talent changing rapidly where contingent workers are sometimes outpacing full-time employees, especially in companies that hire a lot of knowledge workers. You know, you might have read recent reports that Google actually has 90,000 full-time employees while at any given time they hire another 120,000 contingent workers. You know, this wow. is why the work we are doing at SANS that is, Today, very much focused on contingent workers is incredibly important as we look at what is the future of work. Yes, yes, com completely. And, and that, you know, we, we, in the UK, we have the phrase, the gig economy, uh, yeah. where people are yeah. caught up in, you know, in, in short, short term work. And, and, and again, some of the, the, the highest growth companies that we're seeing in, in, in this market here are essentially driven. By, by gig workers some people like that some people don't like that um, but certainly that the process of, of getting these people into the businesses could be um, could be better uh, and engaging with those people it could be done better i'm absolutely certain of it um so i mean is there a trend is there a technology that you think has slipped under the radar of staffing professionals recruitment professionals because it, it, during the course of uh, of you know interviewing people for this podcast i all the time I hear about um, AI, I hear about um, various automation solutions, gamified assessment solutions and stuff like that. Is there anything that you think that, that maybe is a bit of a blind spot for staffing professionals right now that might be a, a bigger deal than we perhaps realize? Yeah, so uh, great question. So for us, you know, the way we think about the world is things like AI, gamification. I come, you know, I built a mobile gaming company in the past. Mm. You know, I think those are table stakes in the sense that those are tools that any successful solution will need to just have it intrinsic in their solution. You can't mm -hmm. get away with it. I think the, the real tool is all around experience and personalization. That's the real, I think, uh, thing that we all want to achieve and get to. It's like I, if I'm talking to 30 candidates, how do I make that experience for each candidate unique and personal where they can, well, because of which they will remember me, they will remember my brand, they will constantly come back to me. So that's what we focus on. These technology and tools are just underlying aspects of any solution. So, mm. you know, the biggest gap that I see is that the potential for data is the lack of personalization and candidate engagement. Even though I see enterprises having more and more data about the candidates, about the current employees, 80, about 80 to 85 percent of companies fail to personalize the candidate experience, whether it's through the recruiting process or when they are there uh, in full time. 
right? So here's a great example. So in the U.S., there's a huge initiative around hiring veterans. We want to hire veterans mm. into companies. Yet, when you actually break down the recruiting process, what does a veteran go through with an enterprise? And then what happens to the veteran once they get an offer and once they actually join the company? The, unfortunately, the experience on both sides is exactly cookie cutter to employee and experience that a regular employee gets. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is where we feel that, um, you know, most of the products and current solutions are broken. They're not leveraging the data and the insights you already have. And, and really f- using principles of recruiting marketing, you know, mm-hmm. marketing one-on-one principles, and then segmenting their populations and then creating experiences that will delight those segments. Yes. Yes. C- completely, completely agree with you there. I think the, um, the, the real battle there for, for staffing professionals, for recruiters, is to balance, I guess, compliance and having fair and rigorous processes that don't perhaps overly favour a group that perhaps doesn't deserve to be overly favoured, compared to uh, appreciating that you don't have to make everyone go through exactly the same process for something to be fair. Um, you know, fairness is, is not necessarily, doesn't mean things have to be identical for everyone. That's actually the definition of unfair in, in many examples. So you're right, it becomes about segmentation, what actually leads to the best possible result, which what gives everyone a fair chance and the best experience in this recruitment process. Um, completely, completely agree with you on, on that. Absolutely, um, Matt. And, and I guess to kind of tie all of these subjects together, and I, and I think following the conversation we've already had, I've, I've got a pretty good idea as to, as to what your answer is going to look like here. But if you, if you were to, to peer into the future, a crystal ball, um, and look into the future at a great staffing agency, one that was winning in, in, in six or seven years' time in 2025, what do you think that that staffing company looks like that recruitment department looks like what does great look like in the future yeah that's a great question so i think with the right technology in place that can empower your recruiting staff and up level the kind of work they're able to do i think the future of recruitment is a lot more human Mm -hmm. Uh, recruiters will really try and understand the candidates as individuals and will be able to help them develop professionally and move on to jobs and careers that make them actually feel fulfilled. It's not around placing bodies, but it's more around, can I place the best candidate to the best opportunity? But it's an opportunity where they're going to thrive, where they're going to be productive, where even the client is going to be amazingly happy. So it all comes back to having the tech, the data, and the ability to communicate seamlessly and create an amazing experience. Fantastic. Completely agree. And uh, I I guess this is a slightly more difficult question. How do you think recruitment departments or staffing companies, how do you think they they get there? What steps do they need to take now to to start the journey towards that kind of vision? Yeah. uh, So I think the, the number one thing is not to be scared of technology. Okay. Right. To embrace it and actually to get better at it because you know, I mean, we joke in Silicon Valley. Do you remember Clippy, the assistant that Microsoft used to have, which everybody hated? I do. Give tips <laughs> and suggestions, right? So I actually think of HR technology as being a really smart, intelligent Clippy. But at the end of the day, the decision-making and the control is still in the hands of recruiting professionals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the future that I envision. It's, it's recruiting staff members 
armed with the best data, armed with the best technology and making decisions and recommendations based on that. Fantastic. And that is a that is a really exciting vision of the of the future, because I, I genuinely I agree with you when you say that that makes candidates lives better, that makes recruiters lives better. And, and it ends up with people in jobs where they feel more fulfilled um, and ultimately, therefore, happier people. And, and is that not, you know, the noblest goal that we could possibly have um, as technologists and as, and as recruiters? Um, I know this has been a, this has been a, a fascinating conversation. I've really, really enjoyed it. Where can people go to find out more about yourself and find out more about what you're doing there at Sense? Yeah, so uh, you can go to our website directly, which is www.sensehq.com. And you can learn about our solutions, both for gig workers and how to drive communication engagement there, as well as for full-time employees and candidates. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us. I know you are, you'll be very busy given you've just moved office. Um, so I will, I will let you get back to that. I'm sure you've got an awful lot to, to, to get through. But again, so, sincerely, thank you so much um, for, for joining us. And uh, I'm sure people will be really interested to, to hear this episode. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Great. Thanks, Anil. Bye now. So there we go. Anil Dhani. Anil, thanks again. Um, what a fantastic episode. Really, really fascinating insights into the future of our industry overall. Uh, you can reach me on matt at highwindow.com if you have any comments, any questions, or would like to be a guest on the TA report. Until next time, cheers for now.